Boo. I scared you. This is Lindsay Moreland, and I have a ghost story for you. Episode number four, Predisposed to the Supernatural, part one. My neighbors have a little girl around the same age as Rory. They are the best of friends, so we hang out with her parents, Ben and Chloe, all the time. Ben is a high school teacher and loves all things scary like me. I was talking to him about collecting ghost stories for my new podcast, and he adamantly said I should talk to his friend Nate. When he said Nate's ghost stories had even been featured on another Nashville podcast called Something's Not Right, I knew I had to talk to him. Ben gave me his number and told him I would be reaching out. I texted Nate and told him about our new podcast, Boo, I Scared You, and asked if he was interested in talking to me. He said he was and asked exactly what I was looking for, and y'all, he literally typed, My whole life has been a ghost story. He was not kidding. I hit the mother load. Have you ever thought that some people are just predisposed to the supernatural? That some people have an energy about them that attracts ghosts or spirits? Think Ghost Whisperer. You know that show with Jennifer Love Hewitt that started back in 2005 where she could talk and communicate with ghosts? Every episode, a spirit would be attracted to her in some manner, and she would essentially spend all of her time helping them cross over. I really don't know how she had time to do anything else. Well, this story is the closest I've gotten to that premise. Based on the number of experiences Nate has had, he must have a gift, or maybe a curse, depending on how you look at it. Nate started out by telling me that when he was born, his parents lived in a funeral home in Springfield, Tennessee. This may sound odd, but it's pretty common in smaller towns for a funeral director and their family to live on one side and conduct business on the other side. Still creepy AF though. I'm sure you are also thinking, it's no surprise this guy has spooky stories after starting out life in a funeral home, right? (laughs) Anyways, when Nate was young, his parents moved out to a farm, which he described as way creepier than living in a funeral home. To make that even more harrowing, his parents worked for the Bells. You know, the Bells from the Bell Witch Legacy? Yeah, those bells. Nate's father has always been tight-lipped about his experiences from working in the funeral home and on the farm. But he did tell his son one creepy experience that stuck with him all these years. One night, Nate's dad was driving home when all of a sudden he saw a hazy figure standing in the middle of the road. It was an older man that just appeared out of nowhere. By the time Nate's father saw him, He wasn't able to stop or swerve and thought he was just going to hit the person head on. Instead, though, he drove right through him. The man sort of evaporated as the car passed right through where he was standing in the middle of the road. That's the only ghost story Nate has ever been able to pry out of his father. His mother, on the other hand, is all about the creepy and unknown. She was actually convinced her own mother was a witch. Nate's mom may be my spirit animal. Anyways, remember that farmhouse I mentioned earlier? Yeah, it was over 150 years old, so you already know all the spooky things are going to happen here. Nate's room was at the very top of the farmhouse. 
His mother let him pick the color of the walls and his furniture. As if that makes sleeping in an attic any better, Mom. At night, he would be laying in bed. He would hear voices. It would get gradually louder and clearer, like someone saying his name. It scared him so much, he would run downstairs and sleep with his parents most nights. It eventually progressed to more than just hearing his name. He would be in bed half asleep and the covers would be ripped off of him. It was like someone was standing at the end of his bed, holding onto his blanket and whoosh. He'd wake to a sudden cold feeling and his blanket would be on the other side of the room lying on the floor. Other times, his mother would hear Nate having a conversation with someone inside his room with the door shut. However, when she walked into his room, he would be alone and talking to the ceiling. When she asked who he was talking to, he told her it was the white lady that lived in his room. His mom questioned him about this white lady, but Nate refused to tell her what they were talking about or really anything else about her. Around the same time, when Nate was about seven years old, his mom got pregnant with his sister. When they were thinking of a name for the baby, she asked Nate if he had any ideas. He told her the baby's name should be Cindy his mother asked where he heard that name, and young Nate said, That's what the white lady upstairs told me to tell you to name it. So now, Nate's little sister's name is Cindy. I mean, you don't challenge a ghost when they tell you what to name your child, do you? The white lady is not the only entity Nate talked to while living in the farmhouse. It seems he had another mysterious acquaintance. Did any of you have an imaginary friend when you were little? I did. Her name was Susie Baker. I remember her being fake though. Like, I knew she wasn't real. My sister also had some unusual imaginary friends. She would talk to the invisible witches that lived on top of the hill behind our house. See guys, it runs in the family. Well, they say it's common for kids to have imaginary friends, right? There's even articles by psychologists that say it's completely normal and can be therapeutic for a friend. Well, what about a real, but definitely dead imaginary friend? Growing up, Nate had a friend named Jimmy, an imaginary friend, or so that's what his parents thought. Nate remembers Jimmy following him around everywhere not just at the farmhouse. Nate's mother would hear him talk and play with Jimmy damn near all the time. They would ride in the car together, watch cartoons, and even play board games. Like trouble, Nate would move Jimmy's pieces and even pop the bubble for him in the center of the board. Eventually, Nate's mother asked him about Jimmy. Nate explained that Jimmy's family had burned up in a fire a long, long time ago. Jimmy got lost from them somehow and now he was going to live with them. At this point, I am picturing a young Nate running around with a charred little boy. This, of course, freaked his mother out. Nate then started telling her when Jimmy was around, which was apparently all the time. He was there in the car with them, eating lunch with them, in the bathtub and so on. One night, Nate and his family went into town for a huge expo that was being put on by the local farm implement dealership to launch a new line of farm equipment. It was a big deal in this little town. 
They raise the curtain on all the new disc, planters, chemical sprayers, and plow accessories that they could fit on the big stage. Then Lee Greenwood's Proud to be an American played as a montage aired on the giant projector screen above the stage showing an American flag flapping, eagles flying, heartland scenery, and a lot of large farm equipment like tractors and combines. Really any of the big equipment they couldn't fit on a stage. The company hosting the event fed everyone a nice free meal before the last thing on the agenda for the night, which was a big raffle. They picked a few kids from the audience to pull names out of the box for the prizes, and Nate was one of those kids. The announcer asked Nate to pull a name out of the box. Nate reached his hand down in the container and pulled out a slip of paper. Without looking at it, he handed it to the announcer. The announcer took the microphone and said the raffle winner of a new AM FM radio Walkman was, and announced Nate's mother's name. There was a big crowd, but this was a small town, so everybody knew who Nate and his family were. When he pulled his mother's name, there was laughter from the crowd and everyone thought it was cute. The announcer asked him to pull another name. Nate dug his hand around in the box and pulled out another slip of paper and handed it to the announcer. This time, his baby sister was the winner of a brand new toy semi-truck with a tractor trailer, similar to a Hot Wheel toy. Some of the crowd laughed, but most started looking around like they were thinking this game was clearly rigged. Nate was asked to pull out one more final name, and lo and behold, it was his father's name this time, and he became the proud new owner of a grease gun. There was a chorus of guffaws from increasingly annoyed people in the crowd. The first time was cute, the second was a coincidence, but the third time? There were a lot of people in the audience, and by that point, the charm had worn off. Nate's dad started getting dirty looks from other audience members and was immediately glad there weren't cash prizes. The show wound down, and Nate's family collected their prizes, got in their car, and headed back to the farm. While in the car, Nate's mom asked him, How did you know which of those tickets had our names on it? We were sitting right up front. There was no way you could have seen into that box. I know you weren't cheating. Well, Mama, little Nate said, I had help. His mom asked, what do you mean? Nate just shrugged his shoulders and said, Jimmy was in the box helping me. Despite how he got it, to this day, Nate's father still has that grease gun. Nate still has memories of his friendship with Jimmy some more vivid than others. Although he can't remember exactly when he stopped seeing Jimmy, he still feels a connection and knows he was real. Well, at least as real as any ghostly friend can be. That's not it for Nate's Spooky Tales. Listen to episode number five to hear how Nate's adult life is just as eerie and unusual. I Scared You is a second sound production hosted by Lindsay Moreland, produced by Trina Lloyd. This podcast is in loving memory of my grandmother, Mary Bell, Patsy Pat, Riley Bear. They promised that dreams can come true, but 
forget to mention that nightmares are dreams too. Oscar Wilde.